Dr Ian Hunter was so worried about his first-year university students' poor writing skills that he left academia and started a company to address it. And that was more than a decade ago. Today, Dr Hunter is still critiquing the way the New Zealand education system fails to focus on the teaching of writing. As discussion continues around the so-called common practice model to be used by all teachers in schools, Dr Hunter argues the model has one glaring omission, the teaching of writing. Ian Hunter was an associate professor at the University of Auckland in the late 1990s when he became concerned about the writing ability of first-year students. In 2011, he left academia to found Writer's Toolbox, which now works with 600 schools around the world. Dr Hunter's company this month hosted an Australasian Literacy Summit of experts also concerned at the teaching of writing. He's with us now. Good morning. Oh, good morning, Catherine. How are you going? Good. This is a bit tough, isn't it? We've gone from the dire state of penguins to the dire state of writing in the single morning. <laughs> <laughs> Gullies! <laughs> um, indeed. Look, tell me about your experience as a university lecturer. When did you first start mm. to notice the mm. writing skills of entire cohorts in decline? Oh, I think I got probably first concerned, Catherine, about the sort of late 1990s. And again, you know, it's not the thinking skills of someone. They could tell you the answer and you went, wow, this person's got it. But when that same person went to put it on a piece of paper, you saw this, you know, an entire grade drop almost because they were struggling to articulate their thoughts properly and deeply with a pen. And this was the problem. I thought, we've got to do something about this. You stayed in academia for a time yep. Uh, yep. and... What brought you to the point of actually leaving? I mean, it could be just that you had enough of academia and had a great business idea, Ian. Was that it? <laughs> oh, dear. Look, um, it was more like I wrote this book called uh, to help the st- uh, students at university with writing. And what I didn't know, of course, was that high schools around the country were also adopting it and their senior students were using it. I started to get phone calls, Catherine, these people calling me up saying, Ian, will you come and speak at our schools? And, of course, I said, no, go away. I'm having too much fun here in academia. Uh, eventually, I caved. And what I sort of walked headlong into was what we now call the writing gap internationally. I had no idea that students in schools and teachers too were struggling under the weight of a curriculum system that was no longer explicitly teaching writing on one hand and on the other had these enormous literary demands on students. Okay, so what I don't want to relive because I know what will happen. I don't want to relive history, but perhaps identify the specific teaching you are talking about that Mm. no longer happens. We now have three generations of teachers who have never been taught how to teach writing if you if you and without reliving history in the in the 19th century and early 20th century when nations like ours were grappling with how to teach literacy or writing across whole countries we used to teach writing based on the principles of composition the rules of writing today we no longer do that we what, just what, sort of what, hope what do that we they do? Might get what, what is what is any kind of structured or even unstructured hmm. teaching of writing in our primary and secondary. And I know it's kind of 15 up where you're particularly focused too hmm. late by then for many things, right? It is right. So, yeah. so just give us an example of what does happen, and then we'll talk about what's missing. Okay. So what happens today, and it's happened since about the 1980s, is if you walk around primary schools in New Zealand today, you'll see lots of posters on genre, recount, exposition writing, report writing, narrative writing, persuasive writing, and then underneath, long lists of what you should do if you're writing in that type of genre. But what has subtly occurred is 
that the form of writing is now sitting at the top of the pyramid and the skills of writing, actually how to write, are buried underneath. And so what are those skills? Itemise some for me. Well, if a student said to you, I mean, the teacher will say, write a conclusion. So the teacher will say what to do, but the student is really looking for the answer, how do I actually do that? Or the teacher will write in the margin of comments, you know, be more analytical. And the student's looking back at you going, "Yeah, yeah, I want to, but teach me how to be more analytical with the pen. How can I do this? How can I analyse something synthetically and come up with an answer? Or, as our Level 3 standards in New Zealand demand, or across nearly all the standards, you need to demonstrate critical analysis in a paragraph with a pen. No one teaches how to write a critical analysis paragraph. So, Catherine, we have this golf appearing. At what level... Mm. in the school system, or yeah. those specific skills be taught, and how? I think you need to take, and I think I've sort of even heard it phrased this morning, if you take the belief that learning is lifelong, and we would all go, yep, that's important, we would then say, what are the explicit skills that should be taught, you know, fluency, coherence, clarity, structure, that should be taught behind the teaching of content at every year level? Not just make a, you know, and many teachers make a good attempt with the skills they and the capacities they have, but then you're right. We stop that at primary school, and we just assume that somehow they get it by osmosis as they continue their journey through education. But we know that has a devastating social and economic impact. The student who leaves school with NCA Level 2 even within nine years, will be earning double the person who never got NCA Level 2. So at what level again, and how would it work into the secondary school curriculum and day? Would it sit within English, which I imagine is still compulsory in those early years? Well, I mean, I think one of the interesting things for us as a company is uh, we now work in schools across New Zealand and in Australia. Hundreds of Australian schools have adopted uh, the writer's toolbox system, which has a complete scope and sequence, the 20 writing skills that should be taught behind the delivery of subject material at every year in the curriculum from the first year of primary school to the last year of high school. And what we're seeing is when you put those skills in common English and people just understand it in plain English and they understand it, and the teachers in the various subject areas integrate those expectations and those skills into the teaching of their subjects, and it's easy to do. We are seeing lifts in student performance. Teachers are reporting their half of marking time, all those sorts of things. So you would actually blend it in across the curriculum, but you you would take moments in time to stop and explain something like an analytical um, uh, How to write a compare contrast or paragraph. A conclusion, yeah. a conclusion yep. might come in a science or a history essay or anywhere else. Anywhere else, absolutely. Is it the teachers themselves, and they've got enough on their plates, but is it the teachers themselves who actually don't have these specific skills or resources now? Yeah, let me, get, let me read you a quote from a, from a teacher at North Cross Intermediate School in Auckland, and she said in 2019, we were almost overwhelmed with the huge amount of pedagogy, but we had little idea of the actual nuts and bolts needed for children to become a good writer or what teachers needed to improve their practice. 
You see, you can hear it, Catherine, right? There's this esoteric, lots of theories and ideas. But yeah, no, no, no. Give me the on the ground nuts and bolts. So then we're back to teacher training. Yeah. Uh, and again, we were touching on this yeah. not long ago either. And we don't want to revisit history. But we've lost that approach uh, where you're embedded in a teacher's college for three years with yep. university study. And now it is university um, study oriented. So we're hearing maths and science Educators yeah. and the teachers of teachers saying we've got the same problem. Where, yeah. <laughs> where, do, you, where do you begin to, um, to, to tackle the teaching of the teachers on these specific skills if they have not been specifically taught them? Yeah, I, I'm with you 100%, Catherine. You, you can't avoid it at Teachers Training College. We must teach teachers once again. Make them better writers and teach them how to teach it. And then you must embed it in continuing professional development work. You can't have this expectation in our kids. I'm just going to be one example. If you, as a year 13 student, and I don't know what your favourite subjects were at school, Catherine, probably, probably history, I expect. <laughs> but um, if you, as a year 13 student in New Zealand today, picked history, statistics, English, biology, and PE, you will write between 55 and 77,000 words before you even sit the final examination. And then you'd have to say, where are those teachers getting the skills to teach writing at that sort of level? When the students are expected to do that volume, and even is that volume really a fair ex- assessment of expectation of our children today? And I would say it isn't. Let's talk about standards that exist. You've mentioned the NCEA standards, and as you say, they're outcomes, but you're arguing there's no direct teaching of how to get the outcome. Um, The common practice model has just come out, big complex kind of phrase, but a hell of a lot of work has gone into it. And it is essentially the principles and evidence-informed principles, we're told, that will underpin all teaching. Um, And this includes literacy and communication. It's still at a high level, as I understand it. In other words, there's still a round two to go in and add more details Nuts and, and bolts, and, yes, and, to, and to yes. be agreed by everyone, the teachers, the unions, the yeah. educators, the Ministry of Education. Is writing, the teaching of writing in the way you're talking about present anywhere in that model, or will it be? Totally absent. And I think, you know, it, there's a lot of worrying bits in the common practice model. The first would be, you know, it's a bit ironic I don't think education be a plaything. Well, it's a bit <laughs> ironic that the that the the same government who are now saying we need national standards in all these areas is the, exactly the same government that actually abolished national standards in 2017. You know, I, I don't think that our children's education and the support of our teachers should be a plaything. We have to be serious about this and rely on things that have been proven to work. And so, writing so, will be one of those. Okay, so where you look at where that high-level model is at the moment, yeah. do you see a tree, a branch, a box, or somewhere where this goes in, or do you expect it will be omitted? There is, I, there is no signal yet that it will get down to what that teacher said earlier, give me the nuts and bolts. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. That is Dr. Ian Hunter. His company is Writer's Toolbox, which works with around 600 schools uh, around the world, including here in Aotearoa, New Zealand. He left academia in 2011, but about 25 years ago, he would say, he first started seeing a decline in the writing skills of first-year university students.